Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And now it's time for a Brett Bear Classic. Fox News Podcasts presents the Brett Bear Podcast. Common ground. There are a number of senators on the Republican side that continue to want to find common ground. We emphasize the conflict and, and controversy sells. And I think it's a problem because most Americans look at Washington and see something that's broken. Why don't we look for ways that we celebrate what this country is capable of doing? It's amazing what you can do when you get off social media and you start talking, communicating with one another because there is common ground. With Fox News chief political anchor, Brett Baer. It's time now for our Common Ground segment. Joining us tonight, Delaware Democratic Senator Chris Coons and North Dakota Republican Senator Kevin Kramer. Senators, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. You all are working on something called the Prove It Act, which essentially does what, Senator Kramer? (laughs) Well, it proves it. It, What it does is it demonstrates what I think we already suspect, if not know, and that is that American businesses are put at a global disadvantage when other countries produce the same and manufacture the same products we do that are carbon intensive. What we want to do is prove that American industry is the cleanest industry in the world. So, you know, some stats on that. Total CO2 emissions in 2020, million metric tons. United States, uh, 4,258. China, Uh, 10,081. If you look at this chart of annual emissions, China goes through the roof uh, in recent Mm -hmm. years, Senator Coons. And obviously, this bill is a little bit pointed that way. (laughs) So my hope is that this will lay the foundation for us to better protect American manufacturing. Uh, We manufacture steel and aluminum, glass and cement here in the United States uh, in a low emissions way. Uh, The Chinese, the Russians, the Indians, other countries Um, ship their products into our economy that are much higher emissions products. And if we ultimately end up putting tariffs on those high emissions products to protect our low emissions products, I think that'd be a good outcome. But Kevin and I are partnering on an initial bill, the Prove It Act, that does the study to lay the scientific foundation for whether or not we might do that in the future. But don't you kind of know the answers? Yes, I think I mean, we, yeah. you've got the top steel producing countries in 2022, China overwhelmingly, we are actually on fourth in this list. Why not just say, okay, we kind of know the answer. Why don't we just increase the tariffs? Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is, um, other countries will want to use the lack of evidence against us, and already do to some degree. We also have trading partners, particularly in Europe, that have carbon border adjustment mechanisms that have already done the study. We, they know where they stand, and our products sold into their markets, even our, our allies, will run the, the risk of facing a tariff. So we need to have demonstrated the same evidence, to, to Chris's point, so that if it comes down to that, um, we can, again, prove that we're at par, if not cleaner, than they are. Are you all hopeful about U.S.-China relations? Or are you skeptical? Are you worried? What's the sense, 
Senator Coons. There's lots of tension in our relationship. Um, we have a robust economic relationship. We are big trading partners. But in terms of national security, uh, protecting America's inventions and innovation, um, and frankly, some of the grievance that's come from decades of our good jobs being shipped uh, to China, uh, there's a lot of tensions in the relationship. I'm encouraged by the recent visits by Secretary Yellen, Secretary Blinken to China. It has taken it from an all-time low point to at least reopening conversation. Uh, but frankly, we have very different systems. The Chinese Communist <coughs> Party um, is really in control of that nation and its systems, and they are increasingly aggressive uh, globally and in their region. And I think that's putting us on a path towards uh, tension that we ought to be trying to reduce through conversation and through open lines of communication. You all work on a number of different things. There's a lot of common ground. More and more of your colleagues are coming up here to talk about what they're working on. Um, Ukraine seems to be a bipartisan unity factor up there. Is that still true, even on the Republican side? Well, it, it's still true, and I think it's largely true, in fact. And, and I would say it, it's one of those things that ebbs and flows a little bit. Brett, um, we have a, probably a little more concern because we have people that are concerned about our fiscal situation in the United States appropriately, concerned about the open southern border. <clears throat> but all of those, as important as they are, still shouldn't keep us from doing what we know to be the right thing and what we have bipartisan support for, and that is supporting Ukraine. And, and it, by doing so, making sure that the United States is also safe and that NATO is strengthened. And the cluster munitions move. Um, there's a story that unprepared for the long war, U.S. Army under the gun to make more ammo. Uh, as we're giving these cluster munitions, the Army's spending about $1.5 billion to try to ramp up production of 155-millimeter rounds. The president just said the other day, we're, we're running low. That's right. I, I supported the president's decision um, to dip into our stocks of cluster munitions to make sure the Ukrainians don't run out of 155 rounds during this counteroffensive. He has a plan. We are on a path towards strengthening production here in the United States as well as in Europe. But I'll remind you, the Ukrainians are running through um, these artillery shells at an amazing rate. They're firing six to 8,000 a day. That's a million a year. Um, we have to, in the long run, have a stronger industrial base. One last point, if I could, Brett. Um, our NATO partners, 47 other countries around the world and our NATO partners are supporting Ukraine. They've delivered in total about $72 billion in support, military aid, economic aid. We've delivered about $77 billion in support. We, of course, are the lead. But many of the other countries in Europe are giving a higher percentage of their GDP to Ukraine. This is an all-in effort um, that is one that I think is a result of real leadership here in the Congress on a bipartisan basis and by the president. We've talked a number of times about working across the aisle, and you, you've highlighted that. For people at home who say this place is broken and it's all partisan, what do you say to them? Well, I appreciate this opportunity, Brett, to, to showcase these things because several networks don't. They showcase the confrontation. It's more fun to, to follow. That said, Chris and I work on a number of things together, um, low-income housing reforms, for example. Um, I'd also just say that Chris and I um, pray together on Wednesday mornings at, at the bipartisan prayer breakfast, Senate prayer breakfast. There's, there's a lot more unity than people get to see, and I appreciate the opportunity to highlight a little of it. We're praying that all works out. We'll continue right after this. 
I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Africa has the largest mineral reserves in the world. China, as Senator Kramer, is already mining deals there. Um, is that a national security concern for the U.S.? Well, it is a national security concern for a couple of reasons. The first being probably that a lot of those minerals are important in the fighting of uh, or defending of your country with munitions and weapon systems, things like that, technologies that, that, that are important to all of that. But probably as important, if not more, is the fact that it's a critical supply chain to a, a growing economy. And anybody that can control those critical supply chains, whether it's critical minerals, energy, food, um, they, have, they have extra leverage uh, over us and and, uh, and our allies. Senator Coons, is China winning this when it comes to like mining in Africa? Or is the U.S. competing there? We are competing and competing robustly. Right now, China has a commanding position in the processing of rare earths and critical minerals. There are abundant supplies in North America, in countries that are our allies and partners like Canada, in Europe, in countries like Norway, Sweden, Finland. Uh, I recently was on a bipartisan trip with Senator Graham, Senator Menendez, to visit Zambia, Botswana, South Africa, and the critical minerals that are available in Zambia and our relationship with Zambia was a key part of that trip and that conversation. I've supported the Development Finance Corporation, um, something President Trump signed into law, creating this new entity to help us compete with Chinese cheap finance to help make possible the development of new mines developed to higher labor standards that can allow countries in Africa that want to partner with us to want to be part of our future supply chains to have that choice. It seems like China's made this bet that it's, it's kind of an existential mission on this mineral mm -hmm. effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree, but I think they've done the same with food. We've seen, you know, the, the, their attempts to buy up farmland and farm processing. North Dakota is a very good example, a recent example of that. And, I, I, you know, they've been very clever in going after the things that are really, really well critical. And these supply chains are, are a major part of that. And we have to, we have opportunity now to respond, but we have to do it quickly. You wrote an op-ed about um, environmental impact of Chinese manufacturing and China's rising emissions. Mm -hmm. uh, how does mining and the production using these minerals create more pollution? Well, it, it, exactly right, because it's, it's intense. So when we talk about the carbon intensity of producing something, it starts with the energy used to, to mine things like minerals or, for that matter, any other fuel source, and then how that fuel source is used. But it, all of it is highly intensive pollution in China, and it's much less intensive in the United States and with other friends and, and allies. That, again, that gets back to the Prove It Act and why we want to demonstrate this advantage that, that the polluters have over those of us. And, and the fact of the matter is some people, particularly on my side of the aisle, they don't like the Prove It Act because they believe it leads to a domestic carbon tax. I think the evidence would lead to exactly the opposite. It'll demonstrate that our manufacturers and producers are already paying a carbon tax in compliance costs that our Chinese counterparts and other countries are not. On some of these mining projects, anecdotally, talking to ambassadors in these different countries, uh, Senator Coons, you know, they look at the money and they say it's tough to turn away from that, but the Chinese bring their own people mm -hmm. into the project. They're not using the local 
right. people. And it, the, the lack of skills transfer is one of the things that I hear uh, more African leaders and more African civil society leaders complain about than anything else. The Chinese are getting access to their natural resources, and Africans are not getting the skills, the equity, the opportunity that should come from development. If we step up our game and provide the financing and the partnership, I think you'll see most African countries would rather partner with the United States. Uh, but until recently, we just haven't been providing that opportunity. There is a new critical mineral strategy by the administration that's got bipartisan support using the Development Finance Corporation. In some countries, the Millennium Challenge Corporation that President Bush set up, these resources, these opportunities can help unlock the future for Africa, both human skills, human development, and uh, development of their natural resources. Senator Kramer, you're a member of the Armed Services Committee, and as hard as it is to believe, we're getting reports that China wants to mine on the moon. Right. And they're stepping up their outer space mining right. possibilities. Well, another reason why we should never leave uh, certain territories, whether it's uh, a poor country in Africa or, or the moon, and when we abandon areas, we leave them available to bad actors like China, and China steps in wherever they can, play by a different set of rules, if any rules at all. And um, yeah, it is hard to believe. We need some new space law. We need some updated space law for sure, as space becomes not only available for mining, but it's really becoming a warfighting domain as well. Going to be a space race for minerals now? That's entirely possible. Look, we need a dramatic increase in our ability to mine and process minerals, uh, both here in the United States and around the world in places that are our friends and our allies. And that's something that I think we should be doing on a bipartisan basis, uh, permitting reform and investing more in the development of these critical minerals. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch.